You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. All right. Well, I am very confident. I want you to know how this is today is going to go. Uh, I'm going to share. I have a word that I'm confident God's given us, given for us. And then I'm going to actually pass it back to Pastor John. I really felt like I want him closing this bad boy down. I just think he's our pastor, you know. And, uh, and days like today, we need a pastor, not just a preacher. But I do have a word. <laughs> and I believe it's an apropos word for today. And so it kind of goes back to uh, um, the season we're in, people on purpose. And I felt God drop this word in my heart uh, earlier this week. And it was a word called being engineered for purpose. But then this, the craziness of the week happened, the frenzy of the week happened, the nutsoness. Did anybody just have a nutso week? Like an unprecedentedly frantic, what the heck, the world is falling apart for the 10th time this decade uh, kind of week. Well, I had one of those too, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, I was doing pretty good, to be honest, and I was feeling confident, courageous. You know, I'm very aware that some of the industries are really being hit right now, okay? You got the travel industry, the cruise industry. I have a lot of friends that are experiencing real tension, real pain, and I think you don't really get truly anxious until it creeps into your house. You can love and care for your friends, but all of a sudden, when it's threatening your life, your account, it gets real. Did it get real for anybody this week? I just want to know, you know, okay, good. I mean, this might help us. So I was carrying on really good, full of faith, feeling courageous, feeling, you know, more frustrated, I think, by it all than empathetic until... Thursday, and I had a friend come over, and uh, I'm in the construction world, okay, in the business world, and I was moderately concerned about finances, but on Thursday, I became very concerned, because we do a lot of construction for the hotel industry, and a friend of mine came over, and he just shared one little story with me. He said, you know, I hear like a Marriott hotel, because of the, the crazy impact that they're delaying their buildings or one of their buildings. And he had a friend who knew a friend who knew a friend whose job had been postponed for eight months. And, well, we've got three projects happening, and I'm feeling like, oh, crap. And all of a sudden, have you ever started to go down that road where you start using your imagination? And you've, you're pretty much out of business. You, you know, you're thinking, you're starting to think about all the things that you've lost and you're, you're going back to 2008 and you, you've already like foreclosed on your home and let go of all your employees. And I mean, you're literally going down a road in your mind. Anybody with me? Okay, this was Thursday for me. Supposed to preach on Sunday and I've already basically given up on life on Thursday. <laughs> and I found like life will throw things at you, and they'll test you. They'll test your mettle. They'll test your courage. They'll test your faith. And, 
And we can't be people who wait for circumstances to change for that to dictate our state, our state of courage. And what I believe I'm going to impart today is, is courage. Courage. Because it's courage in the face of adversity that brings change. It's not change in circumstances that brings about courage. I remember the story of a young lady who was trying out for the, uh, the school uh, musical, junior high musical. She was nervous as heck. And she's like, Daddy, can I be brave and s- still be afraid? He's like, baby, that's the only time you can be brave. <laughs> so let me say something. Whether the circumstances of the day have shaken you or not, you have the ability to impact the state and shift the atmosphere of your work life, the atmosphere of your family. Um, And in fact, if you don't get into faith, if you don't get into courage, you will be controlled by the circumstances around you. But God hasn't called us to be people that are controlled by the circumstances around us. He's called and created us to be light and salt and influencers, and peace carriers, and people that shift atmospheres, and shift businesses, and shift industries, and bring a change of mind. Good? I felt when we were doing communion, I just felt a shift. Felt like, wow, okay. I'm not subject to disease. I have a higher authority, a higher power that works to me and through me. So I want to talk a little bit about how to be engineered for purpose. And to be honest, while I was in this incredible atmosphere of worship, I felt God inverted this message. I felt like we were engineered in excellence, and I was all excited to talk about how we were created in the image of God and how he wired us to be fruitful and wired us to win and wired us to be exceptional. And in our wiring, we're in his likeness and how our lives are supposed to reflect that. And I was all excited to get into that. Uh, And then we were going to get into that we're engineered for a specific assignment, that God has an assignment for us, and he wants to get us on his lane, into the lane he created us in, to the track he created us for. And and then I was going to talk about that we're engineered to be powerful. But while I was in worship, I felt God say, start with power. So can we start with power? See, power, when you're afraid, is courage. So I want to talk about a story in the Bible where Paul wrote a letter to his spiritual son or the person that he was like coaching from afar, Timothy. And I think Timothy was a little rattled. I think Timothy looked a little bit like me on Thursday, a little shaken, a little uncertain, going down the wrong roads, starting to expect bad outcomes. And so Paul speaks right in to his fear. Let's pick this up in 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. Is this all right? It says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded it's in you also. Timothy, the genuine faith you need is in you, okay? Therefore, I remind you, stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, okay? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I think he was really rattled. Because when you start bringing up grandma, 
You start talking about mom and, you know, you're trying, you're trying to talk this guy off the ledge. You know, I don't bring up grandma unless Josiah's really lost it, you know. And I feel like we think the Christian life sometimes is supposed to be full of pillows and rainbows. But really, it's, it's, it's us facing hard realities with a different spirit, with a spirit of power, with a spirit of wisdom, the spirit of courage. And it's not like the little girl trying out for the play that we don't experience fear or anxiety or trepidation or uncertainty or wondering what's really going to happen. It's just that we have a source to go back to where we find our power, where we get back to our right mind. Nothing is ever solved in fear. No good solutions come out of fear. You know what? Fear just creates more problems. It's paralyzing. It causes so many issues in us. And yet I feel like generally we're a, a fearful culture. Like the, 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 the race we're in, you watched it. Look at the news. Our three cities we work in is Seattle, Portland, and the Bay Area. It's like frenzy up there. People are just going nuts. And you know what? You know what I had to do on Friday? Now, my, the, the, the people that I feel called to pastor first is my company. And I felt like my company needs to hear from their leader. So I just filmed a quick video just to send out to the whole team. And I said, listen, as a company, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And it's not that we deny that it's crazy because you can't really coach or lead people if you try to minimize their crazy. You actually have to validate that it really is crazy, but we're going to be okay. And just talk through some practical ways that we're going to get through this together. Okay? But you know what? You can't do that as a leader if you're not operating in your own peace. So there's three powers that we need if we're going to be engineered in power, if we're going to be engineered with power, and if we're going to have the power we need to fulfill our purpose. Number one, you need the power of peace. There is a peace that surpasses understanding. It's your responsibility and mine to press in and activate and access that peace. Because it's from that state of peace that you'll change circumstances. If you're waiting for circumstances to change, for you to be at peace, you're not an empowered peace. You're not, that's not empowered peace. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And if we are called to lead our city and lead as an organization in our city, we have to be carriers of peace. Let me tell you something. It's, it's clinically proven that the greatest creativity comes from a state of peace. When you're anxious, it's very difficult to create. The second area of power that we need is the power of our words. I found myself saying things. It's dangerous when you think things, but when you think things and it translates to saying things, you're actually releasing things that can be dangerous. You're Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What is our heart supposed to be filled with? God's word. God's word in your mouth is as powerful as his word in his own mouth. And so in situations like this, 
You get the word of the Lord, you get Psalm 91, and you begin to release the power of God, and you become a conduit, a source of power. And I, I happen to believe, I believe this, that God is looking for people who are powerful. He wants to use people who are not circumstantially driven, but who drive circumstances because they have the word of the Lord inside of them. And then finally, a powerful people are a people of prayer. If I could be honest with you, it was Friday morning when anxiety broke. I meet with a group of guys every day of the week to pray. We got up that morning, I was reading the word and just praying together, praying for our businesses, praying for our families. And something shifted in that atmosphere. And I came out of there different. No news stories were different. Nothing changed externally, but I was in the presence of him who controlled my destiny and the destiny of this nation and the destiny of our business and the destiny of our industry and the destiny of our church and the destiny of our city. And I was in his presence and he wasn't nervous. And so I began to take on his state and creativity came. Really, that's where that video came. I didn't just read a book on how to be a good leader. I just felt like, wow, my people need me. Wow, I need to connect with them. They're probably anxious. They're probably wondering what I'm thinking. I need them to know that it's going to be okay. But if I didn't have a place of connection with God where I was hearing that it was okay, and before circumstances shifted, they shifted in me, because they shifted in me, I was able to shift them where I have influence. It's good. Let me read a quick scripture. Shoot. Touch of God in here, man. There's a touch of God in here. Don't miss the opportunity to grow through this, to get close to God through this, to connect to God through this, to become more mature in your faith through this. Don't wait for things to change for you to be at peace. Press in to him who will put you at peace. It'll be better for you. You know what's cool about this season? I've been able, I was able to reflect on seasons past where there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of rattling, a lot of shaking, where it looked like my boat was sinking. And I had a history of encountering a God of peace in chaotic times. And I was able to pull from my history to bring it in, to bring me in to right thinking. There's going to be stuff in our future that's going to require us to be at peace. Don't miss the opportunity we're in. Great. <laughs> I love the kingdom of God. It works. It works in every, there's not a situation that the kingdom of God does not work in. All right. Let's just read the word here. Um, I wanted to read real quick out of uh, um, Matthew about being the light of the world. Matthew 5 says, uh, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I want to also read out of Isaiah 60. So similar. It says, arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, deep darkness covers the earth. 
chaos, frantic, confusion, frustration, uncertainty covers the earth. Deep darkness covers the people, but the Lord arises on you and his glory will be seen upon you. I think we're in a day where we have the opportunity to shine, to lead, to influence. I want to end with a cool story that I just heard in the last couple of weeks and it just shook me. Um, and it was a story about Mother Teresa. I love Mother Teresa. I have so much respect for her. And uh, so there's a, a, a business guy here in San Diego, the Cantors, um, Barbara and Terry. They started A1 Storage. Okay. Uh, but back in the 80s, they were really like barely doing any business. And, uh, but they were in love with um, helping the poor. And so, guess who they ran into in Tijuana? Mother Teresa, back in the 80s. So, before she was like world renowned influencer in India, she was just doing what she always did taking care of the poor in the place that she was at. And let that be a quick lesson for you. Wherever you are, do what you're supposed to do. You never know how it's going to translate, okay? So, but that wasn't the point. So she's, she's taking care, and then the cantors come down to, they have this, both have this massive heart to take care of the poor. And the cantors' heart's broken, and they're like, well, I don't know what they said. I don't know if she went by Mother Teresa back then. 80s, probably Sister T. They're like, Sister T. We love the poor like you do. We want to quit our business and start serving the poor. You know what she said? No, 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 no. Don't lose your heart for the poor. We just need you to go make money. Go get rich, in fact. We need resources. We need help. We need you to do what God's gifted you to do. He's engineered you with an assignment that fits into your purpose He's actually empowered you to do something that I can't do. I'm Sister T. I have a grace and a gift to take care of orphans. But you guys have a grace and a gift to build wealth that will help connect to funding what we need and resourcing the buildings and the supplies. You see what I mean? So guess what they did? They surrendered to their purpose, which they were engineered for, and got on track with their assignment and began to do the thing that God engineered him to do. Currently, canters have over 4 million feet of storage space that they rent with 33,000 clients. They have funded so much ministry because they got into the right assignment. And I feel like, for us, if we're going to be impactful in our city, Number one, you have to have a, you can't be in fear. But you also have to surrender to your purpose. So there's two kinds of assignment, okay? There's big A. The big A in assignment is like the, the kingdom of God, okay? So we're all called to bring disciples. We're all called to change the world. We're all called to be influencers. We're all called to light up the world. We're all called to feed the poor. We're all, we all have the big A, okay? We all have the big A. But then there's a little A, which is your unique expression where you're gifted and talented and passioned and able. And what God needs, he's engineered you to do things that, that Sister T can't do. In fact, he might have engineered you to do some things that Barbara and Terry Cantor can't do. 
But what we're after here at Awaken is that you do your thing. What's your thing? What are you wired and engineered to do and be? Because we need that here. Good? Yes. Well, hey, here's how we're going to wrap this up, okay? There's a great touch of God here. Um, It's really easy to minister right now. But I I really feel in my heart of hearts, as I I wrap up this message, that I, I really want our pastor, Pastor John, kind of closing this thing down, okay? Um, I'm, I'm a little nervous, and I need to look into his eyes and see his <laughs> assurance. I am, though. I feel like you have an authority. So um, I just want to lead us in a quick prayer, and then, and then John's going to jump up here, okay? Repeat after me. Father God, I thank you that you engineered me to work. My life is supposed to be functioning and healthy, even in strenuous times. You haven't given me a spirit of fear. You've given me a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. I exchange today fear, apprehension, uncertainty, trepidation, every unclean emotion that I've been holding on to, where I feel like I've been shaken. I exchange that now for your rock solid love, power, and peace. And I don't, it doesn't matter how I came in here. I'm leaving here with peace and with courage and with perspective and with power. I am empowered to be a light, to be an influence, to be a carrier of hope and courage and solutions and peace. And I thank you that in dark days, you shine through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.